everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be the Flame, where fire and magic meet. I am your host, Amy Barilla. I hope this finds all of you healthy, wealthy, and wise. At the beginning of each episode, we activate our sacred space with a collective mantra. I do believe in the power of mantra and affirmation. So when you're ready, I'd like to ask each of you to ground and center yourself for just a moment and close your eyes, place your hand over your heart. That beat coming out of the center of your chest is your life force energy and your soul purpose. And when you're ready, repeat the following words after me. Always, I rise. Take another nice deep breath in through the nose. Release out through the mouth. Open your eyes. And our sacred space has now been activated. This week, our topic is energy vampires and how they affect the empath. Today's topic is a good one because I know once we dive into the sacred content, many of you are going to recognize that you have been privy to being exposed to energy vampires. And first things first, the plight of the empathic soul in this current existence can be a challenging one and it can be a tough one at times. A lot of us empaths have come in with soul contracts to help heal the wounds within ourselves and in our ancestral lines. That being said, these highly sensitive beings have to adjust how they move about the world day to day because of all the things they are surrounded by and because of all the static that they are exposed to. So empaths, instead of revealing their true selves, will do what I refer to as height They will do hiding, and hiding is just so they can adapt and fit in and feel more normal, although that is not their true authentic self. And a lot of times, highly sensitive individuals have to go into hiding and have to adjust their feelings and emotions and how they move about the world because, number one, they want to fit in, they don't want to be ridiculed, and they don't want to be criticized for who they really are. So in comes the role of the energy vampire. Now, first things first, I want to kind of give a description of what an energy vampire looks like. Well, they can be a family member, they can be a coworker, they can be a platonic friend, they can be a romantic partner. And these energy vampires literally will suck the life force energy out of us. So if you've ever noticed that you've been around a certain individual and you go in feeling decent and happy and upbeat, yet slowly but surely your energy is being drained and depleted and diminished, chances are you might be around an energy vampire. Now, there are certain characteristics and markers to know that you might be exposed to an energy vampire. Number one, they're going to intimidate, bully, or criticize you. They can also diminish your own problems. They have the law of one-upsmanship, right? So no matter what you say, they're going to try and one-up you. That can be really frustrating. They're really good at intimidation. So you have to be really careful when you're around these types of individuals because they're going to try their damnedest and their hardest to make sure that everything that you feel is taken down several notches. And what happens is that over time, with too much exposure to these types of individuals, you will notice that you have levels of anxiety show up. You might notice that you have a case of the blues, or you might even feel you have depression setting in. 
And you also might seem to start to question, you know, am I going crazy? And the answer is without a doubt, no. All right. I want you to remember something. You are a complete and perfect spark of divinity and your light is very much needed on this planet. And unfortunately, we were called up in this body to take on this assignment to be challenged by these types of individuals, energy vampires in this instance, so that we can learn how to ground, shield, protect ourselves, how to regain control and power over not only our energy and our lives, and how we can share that with others. But it's a journey that comes with pain and it comes with disappointment. And because we are empaths, no matter how many times a person continuously um, disappoints us, we still see the good in, at the end of the day in that individual. And I always say that we cannot expect ourselves in another person. When we have this heightened level of expectation that we can either fix them, heal them, make them see the light, and that doesn't happen time and time again, we will always be disappointed. So I want you to sit with that for a moment, and I want you to think about that. And I want to ask you, is what I just said a trigger? If it is, congratulations, because I have always taught you guys that a trigger is an indicator that something within has been going without, okay? And even for me, sitting here talking about energy vampires today, I want you to know that is a trigger for me too, because I've been exposed to them. I've been exposed to them in various situations, whether it was a romantic partnership, whether it was a friendship, whether it was a coworker. And unfortunately, in a family dynamic, energy vampires do exist. And it's tough because we don't want to think as someone in our family, someone that we are connected to through bloodlines and through DNA can actually be this type of individual, but they are. So what do we do? Well, I'm going to give you some tips on some things we can do that you can incorporate into your life. Number one, get support. Okay, support is extremely important. I want to give you a word of caution, though, when it comes to seeking support on social media groups. I don't know. I, I kind of have a slippery slope. I kind of am on a teeter-totter on that. And I'm going to tell you why. When you are in an energetic setting, in a group setting, like on, on social media, for example, everybody's there because they want to gain support. They want to gain insight. They want to get help and perspective. However, when you are exposing your precious divine energy to others who are also experiencing pain, it could have an opposite effect. So I want you to be more aware of that. And if you start to find that when you're in these support groups online and you feel that your energy is changing and shifting where you're not starting to feel so good about the content that you're exposed to, then it might be time to back away from it and find another route. And I'm not knocking support groups. Please don't get your panties in a wad because I'm saying this, okay? I'm saying this because... I've dropped into some of these groups and I know how I end up feeling and I've had to pull back and I've had to like discontinue the membership. So it's just food for thought. Everybody is different. For me, professional support through therapy has been very wonderful for me. I cannot say enough about my therapist. She has been integral and has had a really great impact on my ability to focus on some of these triggers and actually face some of these fears and these wounds that I've had. Okay. 
Also too, this is a great opportunity for you to check in and start trusting your gut more, okay? You came into this body and this experience having these divine gifts and these intuitive gifts. And when your gut is talking to you, it's high time to stop, hit pause, and start paying attention to it, okay? One of the things that also happens to us when we have been victimized by someone such as an energy vampire is we build heart walls. And heart walls are meant to protect us. And when we have experienced trauma and we have experienced pain and grief, those heart walls get built up as a means to preserve ourselves. And from an intuitive standpoint, when I'm working on people, heart walls can be built with different materials. I have seen heart walls built with cement. I've seen them have barbed wire. I've seen them have steel and brick. And it just depends on the individual. The higher self doesn't want the heart wall necessarily, but in order to survive and get through their day, that wall that they've constructed is so that no further pain reaches them. Now, at the end of the day, that's not how we want to operate, right? But when we experience these levels of trauma and pain and grief and sorrow, it comes with the territory. That's where receiving care comes into play, either through psychotherapy, which is wonderful, or through healing arts. And receiving energy work is a really wonderful way to kind of kickstart that journey to disintegrate some of that heart wall material and what happens. And I always say this too, is we're looking at creating a pinhole of light in that heart chamber. And when that happens, some of that trapped and stagnant pain and trauma is able to breathe and it's able to be released so that we have more elbow room within ourselves to really move forward and get the work done. Okay. I want you to take a nice deep breath because we're covering a lot of stuff and it's a lot of stuff that can be very painful. And I want you to know that I understand. I've been on this side of things and I know what that's like and I know what you're going through as well. And another thing I want to remind each of you is that this is a golden opportunity to assess the relationships in your life and find out who you need to kick to the curb. And because the empath is constantly and continuously seeking the good in another individual, that is a long road at times for us to take. Because we don't want to kick someone to the curb. That's not who we are. We want to love, nurture, and support as many people in our lives as possible. But with these types of individuals, such as the energy vampire, it's not possible to salvage or rescue them. We cannot heal them. That is ultimately not our job. It is their job, but are they capable of doing that in this lifetime? I don't know. That's going to be up to them. Most of the time, the answer ends up being no, okay? And they live out the rest of this body just playing out their vampire chronicles, so to speak. And then they return home, and should they come back in and have another human form, they'll have that choice whether they want to clear that stuff or if they're just going to repeat the cycle all over again. And past lives will be a topic we discuss in a future episode along with the narcissistic empath relationships. So those are two really great topics that I will dive in deeper in a future episode, okay? So I want you to take a minute and I want you to think about some of these things that I've just gone over with you. 
the relationships in your life, does it meet the criteria of an energy vampire? Are they sucking your energy dry? Are you walking in feeling good and walking away feeling really shitty? Okay. That energy is draining and depleting and exhausting, and it can lead to imbalance on a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level without a doubt. And unfortunately, when we're exposed to people like this, and then we start to feel sick and we go to the doctor, a lot of times they might say that you have an autoimmune issue and autoimmune and connection to narcissistic vampire energy individuals, there is a thread there, okay? Because our exposure to them is going to drop our immunity over time as well. It's a real thing. I know a lot of people out there may not believe that. But I know that so many of you who are watching this episode today understand exactly what I'm saying and you're sitting at home and you're raising your hand and saying, oh my God, she's talking about me. And part of the reason why I come on each week and part of the reason why Be The Flame was created is so that we can gather, so that you can feel seen, you can feel heard, you can feel loved, and you can feel supported. That's it in a nutshell, all right? So when we're dealing with these people, get help, get the support you need, assess your relationships, kick anybody to the curb who needs to be kicked to the curb. Your future self will thank you. Your higher self is already thanking you. And you need to congratulate yourself for the micro moves or the small steps that you're making in your life day to day to make these corrections, to do the work, to do the healing. Your future self will thank you. And your higher self, as I said, is already congratulating you. And pat yourself on the back. I don't think we do that enough in this day-to-day life. I think we're so hyper-focused on the critical side and where we're doing things wrong that we're not uh, giving ourselves a pat on the back enough, all right? So that's part of your medicine for today. That's part of your homework, is to assess where these vampires may be lurking in your day-to-day life and how you can take those small micro moves to correct it so that you live a happier, healthier human existence. And so it is. Okay, now we are at my favorite part of the episode, which is the Crystal Wisdom Corner. This is where, based on the topic we're talking about on each episode, today's episode, about energy vampires, I like to pair a really great crystal so that I can share the medicine and the wisdom with all of you. So for today, I have selected selenite, okay? Now, I want to share that this is a very rough piece of selenite. This was gifted to me by one of my smalls, Jordan, and I love him so much. He's been under care with me a couple years now, and he actually sourced this out at Lake Mead. So this piece of lovely selenite from Jordan is locally mined, as we like to say. Selenite is great when we're dealing with energy vampires because it's a wonderful gritting stone. And what I mean by gritting is if you have a home or office or even your bedroom, you can grid. You can even grid your car with crystals. But selenite is great to have grounding, protective energy. When you're grounding your home, and using selenite to grid, anybody that walks through the threshold of your front door, that energy is neutralized, so you stay protected. So in a nutshell, their bad vibes can't grab hold of you. 
in your office, it's the same concept. I know when you're working with the public and you have clientele, they're coming in in crisis. They're having big feels, big emotions. They have things that are going on in their life. That's why they sought you out for care. Selenite is great for gridding your workspace too, to protect the integrity and the energy and the high vibe environment where you're working. In your car, it's great because there's a lot of crazies on the road, especially driving around here in Vegas. And I love having selenite under the passenger seat of my car to help protect not only myself, but any precious cargo that's riding along with me. And it just keeps all those other crazy drivers who are driving and texting, driving and on their cell phone, or they're just plain not paying attention. It just keeps them all at bay. So I'm literally in a protective bubble of selenite and healing energy. And crystals are so magical and they're so wise and they offer us so much medicine that I love to share all those takeaways with you as well. So for this week, selenite, gritting and protecting against those energy vampires. Our collective card for the week is a good one, but before I get to that, I want to remind you why we do the collective card week card each week on every episode. My tiny little affirmations deck known as Everyday Messages was put out about four years ago now, and it's pocket size. It's 33 cards. I channeled every message. I've had a lot of people over the past few years ask me if I really wrote the messages within the deck, and the answer is without a doubt, yes. So the deck has already been shuffled, and I've selected the card ahead of time. And your group message for the week is Never lay claim to be so busy that you cannot carve out time for the little things. Now, that may sound like a mouthful, and you may ask, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you what it means. You cannot lay claim to be so busy in this day-to-day human existence that you can't find time for the little things that matter, right? As someone who recently experienced a mild stroke, The other side of this recovery process is that I don't want to take my loved ones for granted, okay? I am not that busy that I can't take time out to spend time with them, to check in on them, to love, admire, adore them, support them, nurture them, however that may be. And yes, we're all busy. We have families, we have jobs, we have homes, we have lives, we're traveling. COVID has put each one of us on this planet in a tailspin. Yet at the end of the day, if you have people who love you, who honor you, who cherish and support you, you have everything. So why wouldn't you carve out time for them? Why wouldn't you carve out time for the little things? And if it's not our loved ones, it's the things that bring us joy and bring us magic, the things we like to do, ride your bike, go bowling, Shoot your guns, right? Go out to dinner, go get yourself a coffee, buy yourself flowers, get a new haircut. I don't care what that looks like for you in your day-to-day world, but just carve out the time for the little things. Our life in this body, on this planet, is moving so fast, and it moves faster by the second, it feels like, at least to me anyway. And we are not that busy. We all have stuff, no doubt. But you cannot be that busy that you do not have the time to carve out little things. Okay, Little things lead to bigger things. And at the end of the day, it's the little things that matter. So your collective message and your feet to the fire for the upcoming week 
is where can I carve out time for more of the little things so that the little things bring me more of the bigger things, more love, more magic, more healing, more support, whatever that looks like for you. So that's your homework for the upcoming week. And if you are making statements that you are too busy, I want you to stop, hit pause, step back and find out why you continuously say that and where you can make room in your life for more of those magical things. Because remember, and I say this to you every time we gather, in the words of Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things. We do hard things every damn day. And when we do the hard things, we still sizzle, we still shine, we're still beautiful, we're still sexy, we're still an outlaw, at least I am. I think I'm a bigger outlaw than I was two weeks ago. And we still can create all that magic. So as I close this episode out, I want to remind you there are a few different ways that you can connect with me further through my main website, which is amybarilla.com, through my Instagram page, which is Pediatrics, And if you want to catch a past episode of this amazing podcast, Be the Flame Where Fire and Magic Meet, you can find me anywhere that hosts a really amazing podcast. I want to thank each of you for gathering with me today. I cannot wait to share this space with all of you again on the next episode. And until we meet up again, have a magical week. I love you. I hear you. I see you in all ways and all ways. And namaste. Namaste.